Welcome to episode number nine of the Grab Blogger podcast, where we're helping academics change the world through online business. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. Today's episode is a little bit different than the one you've heard previously. So we've done a number of episodes now on tools and techniques and concepts and frameworks in order to build an online business, in order to develop content, in order to build a community around your blogs, around your businesses, in order to facilitate the change that you want to put into the world. Really, we're, we're hoping to gear and arm academics to be able to, to go out there and be superstars in their field and actually change the world through creating online businesses about their work. Today's episode is kind of a step back or a step in a different direction, really talking about building the whole person. And this came out of some conversations and some thinking I've been doing over the last couple of weeks as I was actually away on vacation for two weeks. So uh, at the time recording this, it's May 7th, 2019. I'm just getting back from a week away. I traded the, the cold Nova Scotia spring, which was hovering around two to five degrees Celsius or so when I, when I left. We traded that for the, the nice warm Florida weather for a week, which was very nice. One of the things I like to do when I'm on vacation is kind of take some time to myself. I like to think about my life, what's in it, where I'm heading. I do a lot of my business planning around these times. And one of the big things that I, I generally try to look at is what I call my philosophy of life. And we'll get into what that means and what it is, what the components are. We'll give you some examples. But that's, that's really what we'll be talking about in this episode. So as I mentioned, this is a little bit you know, not as tactical, not as operational as our previous episodes. But I thought it was important to share just to give some ideas to, the, to you, to the listener, on what these different components are and how you may be able to take a step back and say, what do you want from your business? What do you want from your graduate education? What do you want what you're doing day to day? And this kind of philosophy of life concept is, is a tool that you can use. So we'll be talking about why, why you should look at creating a philosophy of life, what the different components might be. I'll give an example from 2015 kind of process that I came up with for examining what I was doing in my life at that time, things that were working, things that weren't working. Uh, some observations I had from that that period. Then we'll talk about this kind of new, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, what are the additions that I'm making to my life now after this vacation, after some reading time? I got to read several good books when I was away and I just got a, you know, a bunch of ideas flowing about what I want in my life. Before I left, I was a little bit stressed on time crunch because trying to get all this work done, I was trying to get our taxes for the business done, my personal taxes, all that sort of stuff before vacation. I was kind of feeling stressed out. And then when I actually left and had some breathing time, it got me back thinking on, well, what, what do I want in my life? So that's what this is about. So on the question of why should you create a philosophy of life, this, this is really a collection of frameworks, of models, of lenses that you can view what you're doing day to day and say, you know, is this what I want in my life or what I need in my life? Is this what I want in my life right now? Are we, am I heading in the right direction? Gives you some things to be able to you know, filter your what you're doing day to day and also filter how you're feeling. Just give you some ideas on, on what that looks like. So in a formal sense, you know, this is an informal philosophy. It's a personal philosophy. It's really this collection of, again, lenses and tools and things that you can look at to, to look at your life. The best way I could think of to describe this was actually by an example. So I went through some of my old notebooks um, that I, I kept since my, my working years um, and beyond and building my business actually pulled out one of my, my philosophies of life from this, this document. So a philosophy of life can really be anything. It can be a, a document, a spreadsheet, a drawing. In this case, it was actually a drawing that I did um, that I actually held on to for a number of years and used to evaluate different parts of my life. So the date on this page in, in my journal here is October 11th, 2015. So this was a couple of years after I transferred to the PhD program. 
I started a master's in 2011. Instead of finishing my master's in early 2013, I transferred to the PhD. Um, I was also working quite a bit as a research engineer with a, a company here in Halifax. And I was I was really working 30 to 35 hours a week at this time, although it was quite frequent to be in on the weekends and to be in on evenings and, and putting in a lot more hours as well. And on top of that, I was trying to get my PhD research done. So I had, a, I had a lot of things going on in my life at that time. And, you know, I used to document and journal and write these out, what what's going on and where I can be headed. So this actual specific entry, which I later redrew and called my philosophy of life at the time, was a, a Venn diagram and it had three circles. And circles had, had overlap to them, if you can picture what a Venn diagram looked like. One circle was called working for others. One circle was called working for myself. And the other was called working for society. So I took these three circles and, and really looked at them and said, okay, what am I doing every day? You know, where's my PhD research fit in? And kind of drew that circle in. Where does my personal goals, like maybe achieving financial independence, how's that fit in? Where's my, my everyday work fitting in? How do things like, you know, I just become a husband earlier that year, someday hope to, to become a father, which I am now. Things like rental properties, financial processes that I was looking at, you know, where did all these kind of fit in? Uh, sports and health and all that sort of stuff as well. Where do these fit in these different buckets and these Venn diagrams? Once I kind of stepped back and drew all these out, it gave me a good overview of what my life looked like um, and where these different buckets fit in. So where was I working for other people? Where was I working for myself? Where was I contributing and giving back to society as well? So when I when I did this, uh, I'd actually use this process to kind of plan forward the next couple of years of my life as I tried to propel in that company that I was with and then ended up um, not being involved in that company anymore and when I started my own my own company, which is now Dust Safety Science and that whole process, which you've talked a little bit about before in the podcast um, and we'll talk about a lot more in the podcast as well, but it's not really the topic of this episode, but I just want to give this example of, of this Venn diagram. So this was a philosophy of life. I had the three circles, working for other people, working for myself, and working for society. And I made a couple observations in my notebook. I just looking at the margins and looking around the page, I had three observations that I think are kind of critical to maybe where people are at today and definitely where I was at at that time. Well, that's because that's when I wrote them. So one observation was that I really had a little influence at that point in my life on the circles. And some people may draw these circles and have them where they don't overlap at all. You know, you're working for others is completely different than your, your work for yourself or your health or your sport, which is completely different than the, the impact you're putting into the world. And when you have that little influence, when you have that little control, which a lot of people do, it can be kind of frustrating because you want to do things that are involving the other circles. The second observation I had was if I had to choose to drop a circle, if I could just magically get rid of one, which one would it be? And for me, it seemed obvious. The one that I get rid of is, is working for someone else. But the big observation, I wrote this in kind of big block letters on the page, was this is where I spend the majority of my my waking hours is in the circle. So it's the one that I drop if I could, but it's also the one that I spend the most of my time in. And at that point in my life, I didn't don't think I really realized that that was sort of my inkling to entrepreneurship, to build my own business and try to get these circles kind of to overlap more. But it started to play a role. And this having this philosophy, having this kind of pictorial look at my life really helped. So the third observation I had, and I wrote in the, the margins of this page, is should the goal of life be to have overlapping circles? And this was kind of an open-ended question. I still don't know the answer today. Should working for yourself also involve working for others and, and the impact you have in society? Or can you drop the working for others and only work for yourself and impact society? I think I'm still 
grappling with those kind of questions today. What does this look like? What does it mean to run your own business? I mean, I, I have my own business. I run my own business, but I have a team and I'm responsible for keeping that team running. I'm responsible for making sure that they're satisfied in their work. And, you know, they're also responsible for contributing to the team. So in one way, I do work for others. And then, you know, the goal of my business is to change the world. So it's all sort of interconnected and related. And the circles are much more overlapping today than they were back when I was working for a different company. But that's the question. Should the goal be have the circles be overlapping over time? So I just wanted to share that story with you to give you an idea of what, you know, a philosophy of life that was implemented, that was put in place, and really gave me a framework that I could look at, a lens that I could look at, the things I was doing, and, and say, does this make sense? And does this fit in? And I think even as I say this now, I'm realizing that it probably had more of an impact on my life than I, I even thought before I started this episode, which is kind of interesting. Just I think now about some things I've done over you know the last four years that have, have started to close those circles and gave me more control and influence over what I can do. So I just want to share that as an example, as a story, uh, before getting into these, these additions to my philosophy of life from, from the last couple of weeks. So jumping into the, the additions from my philosophy of life, I want to mention there's a couple tools that you can use, and these are things I just sort of made up, but I, I call one a personal strategic plan. This is where I list my values, my mission, my mission and vision over time, and then for the next six months and next month. Uh, and this gives me a really operational way to look at, well, okay, how am I doing coming towards this philosophy life? I have a family planning document. I um, also write a letter to shareholders that I kind of date and stamp to myself and my wife at the end of each year. Um, and now my son and that outlines sort of our finances. So these are all tools you can use to kind of organize your life underneath this philosophy. Another big tool that I use is affirmations. So if you're familiar with The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, you'll, you'll know this process. So he has a, a six or seven step process that he calls his Miracle Morning, which I've actually implemented a lot of the steps of in my own life. One, is the, one of these are affirmations. So things that you say every morning to yourself to try to you know, instill the things that you want in your life into your life. Uh, so my my kind of current affirmations, the one I say, once I say every morning and then I add these extra things to it and the, the extra things are what we'll talk about in the rest of this podcast episode, my sort of baseline that I've been saying for probably since 2015 or earlier now, so several years are, are number one, I'm feeling healthy, strong, loving, and kind. Number two, I have everything I need to make today a great day. Number three, I will have fun today and move the needle on my goals. So when I when I say these, even if I'm at home, or if I'm traveling, if I'm in a hotel room, when I say these, it's really a you know a hint to my body, to my mind to say, hey, it's time to get fired up and you know let's do something today. Let's make a change in the world. Let's push the the needle on our goals, and let's have fun doing it. It's a really great way to start your day. Uh, if anybody's interested more in this process, I'd recommend taking a look at the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. He also just recently came with another book, um, the title of which is escaping me at the moment, but uh, you could check that out as well. Those are the three affirmations I've had for a long time. And then I sort of add different affirmations. And that's what we'll go through in the rest of this episode, or what are the four affirmations I'm adding after this vacation trip and after some of the books that I've read. So the first of these is that time is in abundance, and I'm where time comes from. So this might take a bit of explaining. It's from a, from a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I actually just finished reading this over, over the vacation break. Uh, the book's really good. It talks about a lot of different processes and ideas around, you know, being your best self. But the the chapter that really struck me is this one about time. And it might have been in relation to the fact that I was really stressed about time before going on vacation, not having enough time to do all the things I wanted to do, 
I mentioned the the introduction. I was struggling with getting our taxes done for the business, and lots of different things like that. And it's just like, ah, oh, so frustrating because you feel like there's only so many hours in the day. If you feel like that, I'd recommend checking out this book and getting to this section because it's really influenced the way that I think about time, or at least since I've been back and the way I'm trying to put into my my life with these affirmations. So the concept that that Gay Hendricks is trying to get across here is that you are the source of the things that you're doing. You're the source of time in your life. So all this kind of stress and time pressure, and I only have this many hours to do this sort of thing in my my day, that's really all a, a self-reflection. And he has, he has one quote that I really liked um, that he put in a section called The Truth About Time and All the Things You Don't Really Want to Do. And the quote was, you'll never have enough money to buy all the stuff you don't need. And you'll never have enough time to do all the things you don't really want to do. So if you feel like you're, you're stressed and you're out of time to get things done, it's probably because you don't want to do those things. I rarely feel stressed about the time required for these podcast episodes because I enjoy doing them. I enjoy doing the work on video that I do with Grab Blogger and with Dust Safety Science where I maybe don't other, enjoy other parts. So that might give you an indication on you know what maybe you shouldn't be doing in your business, what you should be trying to, to get out of your life. And I want to share one other part of this section on time that's uh, about how to begin. And the first thing that he says is, he wants you to remove the phrase, I don't have time to do that right now from your vocabulary. And he also says, secondly, he wants you to realize that when you're saying, I don't have time to do that right now, you're really just trying to find a polite way to say, I don't want to do that right now. By placing blame on time, you avoid confronting the kind of blunt truth in the matter. And he gives an example of this. So he says an example, imagine you're, you're in your office or you're in your study and you're working on a paper or report. Um, and your your eight-year-old child comes in and says, you know, will you come play catch with me? And your response might be, well, I don't have time to do that right now. But imagine if the child came in and said, you know, I just stepped on a nail and my foot is bleeding. Can you help me? You probably wouldn't say, well, I don't have time to do that right now. But in, in actuality, you have the exact same amount of time in both cases. You're just kind of putting the blame on, on not wanting to do that right now on time which over the long run really makes you sort of a victim in this scenario. So he recommends that you be polite and just say to your child, you know, I want to finish what I'm working on before I play catch, and we will do it directly after I finish that, instead of, you know, claiming to be the victim of time over and over again in your life. So this is something I'm struggling with and I'm working towards in my business now, thinking about, okay, well, I'm choosing to do these things. I'm choosing to have this in my life, and I'm choosing this process for myself, instead of, you know, always being a victim of not having enough hours in the day to finish my task list. The second addition to my philosophy of life that I'm using in my affirmations now is that I will let people, places, and experiences change me. And this comes a bit from a, a previous episode or previous quote I shared from If I Understood You Would I Have a look, This Look on My Face from Alan Alda, where I, I read this kind of pretty powerful paragraph where he says, in communication, unless I'm willing to be changed by you, I'm probably not really listening. But if I do listen, open, naively, and innocently, then there's a chance, possibly the only chance, that true dialogue and real communication can take place. And this kind of affirmation, this thought that you know, I, I wake up every day and say, I will let people, places, and experiences change me, really opens the door to being receptive, to being open, to being naive and innocent, and letting things that are going on in my life actually in the door to let be present and feel those. You know, I mentioned this in the previous podcast episode where I brought up this book, but I try to do this now when I'm in a conversation. As soon as I get in the conversation, I think to myself, okay, I'm going to let this conversation change me or I'm going to let you change me to the, the person. And it really opens you up to be a better listener. What I've also found is even on vacation, if I was walking on the beach 
just opening up and, and letting this experience change me or this place change me. It's also a really powerful thing. So I, I want to make sure to get that in as well. The third addition to my philosophy of life and that I'm using my affirmations now um, is actually an old one. I used this one a long time ago and I think I need it back in my life. So I, I brought it back. I didn't actually reread this book over the trip, um, but it's a, a really important book. And the book is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And this is actually a really old book with Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is another book from the same time period, which I believe is around the 1920s, maybe 1930s. Or It's pretty early, but they're both pretty powerful books to read, especially if you're into self-development. The affirmation from this is, I will not condemn, criticize, or complain. And this is something that I struggle with, with a, being a self-proclaimed upholder. If you've read The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, I have difficulty emphasizing with other people. I can do it, but I need to make sure that I'm in the right mindset. I need to make sure I'm being open and listening very well. It can often be pretty hard for me to kind of put myself in other people's shoes. And this is self-proclaimed. You know, I, I know it's there and I still struggle with it. But that can lead to me kind of criticizing and, you know, being judgmental of people. And in this point in my, my life where I've got a kind of pretty busy business going, I really need to take a step back and say, I will not condemn, criticize, or complain. We will accept we will be open and we will make improvements and we'll move forward. And with this thought process, I think it's really going to help me in both my business and my coaching business through GrabBlogger with helping other academics build businesses. It's going to help me with this podcast. And again, this is something I actually had a number of years ago on my affirmation list and then dropped off. But I, I think I'm going to bring it back again because it's so important. So those are the first three editions that I, I kind of found and wrote down in my, my notebook after my vacation or during my vacation, actually, that I'm collecting up now. First one was time is in abundance. I'm where time comes from. I get to create it. I get to say how much there is and not to say things like, you know, there's not enough time to do that because I get to make that choice. I will let people, places, and experiences change me. I'll be open. I'll be naive. I'll be innocent and actually let this process I'm going through through life through building a business change me. I will not condemn, criticize, or complain through the process because that level of negativity really just doesn't help with anything. So hope you find those useful. The The fourth and final one I've actually added on because it, it fits in with some you know personal values I have around continuous growth and improvement and always trying to be learning, but it also fits in with why I'm doing this podcast, why I created GrabBlogger. And I actually sat back and, and looked at these first three affirmations, combined them with the, the ones I already had and said, well, why am, I, why am I recording podcast episodes? Why am I doing videos? Why am I helping others? And I couldn't really come up with the answer. I couldn't think of what you know, what I should include that would cover that bucket. Um, so the, the fourth affirmation I came in, it was just simply that I believe in self-growth and I am committed to inspiring growth in others as well. So I believe in, in growth and self. I believe in growth and love, connection and happiness within your life. And, you know, I believe that I can inspire this and help guide this in others as well. So I added that as the fourth affirmation. So I can think of, no, that's why I'm doing this podcast is, I know what's possible as academics as we build our own businesses. I know what's possible that we can we can put in the world the change that we can actually see. And that's that's really what I'm here to do is try to help guide other academics to to both be inspired to do that, but also tell them, you know, it's okay. It's okay to monetize your business so that you can make more change in the world. It's okay to tire out to a team. It's okay to, you know, have growth in yourself and want to work for yourself and see this change in the world. And that's what this this last affirmation is I believe in self-growth in myself. But I also am committed to inspiring this and others. And I hope that through this podcast, I can help do that. So that's it for this podcast episode. It's a little bit shorter than, you know, the ones we've had previously. 
We covered uh, what is a philosophy of life. We gave an example of, of one of mine from 2015, this Venn diagram with working for others, working for myself, and working for society, and how I could actually use that kind of image as a, as a way to categorize the things that are in my life and start to organize them and make observations about that system. Um, I used that for a number of years, and, and I've kind of gotten away from it recently. I've started building out other philosophies of life. But in this episode, I talked about some additions. So I have my main three affirmations, which are, I am feeling healthy, strong, loving, and kind. I have everything I need to make today a great day. I'll have fun today and move the needle on my goals. But then I've added these, these other ones from recent things I've been reading from, you know, just observations I made on my vacation, that time is in abundance. I'm where it comes from. I create it. I will let people, places, and experiences change me. I will not condemn, criticize, or complain. And I believe in self-growth and am committed to inspiring growth in others as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it um, helpful. I know it's been it's a little bit different than the ones you've seen previously. If you like that, if you you know find this helpful in inspiring what you're doing with your life, with your graduate work, with your research, um, please let me know. If you want to get the transcripts for this episode, we'll include those at grabblogger.com slash nine for this episode. We'll also include a cheat sheet with the seven affirmations I have in my life right now. So if you want to actually grab those and I would recommend taking a look at The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, getting getting that book and just seeing, you know, how you can place some of those processes in your life. And if you're wondering about what some affirmations look like, you can get that cheat sheet for giving you an idea. I also recommend to leave comments in the questions in the show notes below. And if you are enjoying the podcast episode, maybe give us a shout out on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can tag us at gradblogger, G-R-A-D-B-L-O-G-G-E-R. And we'll see it there and we'll, we'll comment back. And other than that, I hope everyone, I hope you have a great week ahead. Hope you really enjoyed this you know, episode of the podcast. And I look forward to talking again next week about building a business as an academic.